You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Jay. Doesn't this beat working for a living? Max, you know what today is? Do you remember like a month and a half ago where I came on the show and I said, oh, there's 0% chance that Kyrie Irving leaves Brooklyn. You're like, 0% chance? You're out of your mind. I had Nick Verdell, people tell me, oh, the, there's no way they go through this again. I said, oh, okay, let's watch. Mm-hmm. Then I followed that up and I said, there's no way I'm letting go of Kevin Durant. Look where we are today. You have a squad where they didn't let go of Kyrie Irving. They said, okay, you know what? We're not going to sign you to a long-term deal. We gave you permission to go out there and see what kind of trade requests you can bring back. You brought the attention to the Lakers, which got Keyshawn Johnson very hyped up, right? Oh, we're going to get this deal done. I'm like, they're not going to do that. They're not going to get the value in return for the level of player that Kyrie Irving is. They don't actually have the assets to return it. Well, Key is used to a world in which when a superstar – No, no, no. When until very recently, when a superstar NBA player decides he wants to go somewhere, he will wind up there, right? And and maybe that's changing now, Jay. So that was a no to Kyrie Irving. You have him playing now in a one-year deal, a contract year, essentially, so he can recalibrate what this narrative is that's been built about him for the last several years. By the way, years. isn't that the best thing for all parties? Like, oh. Because now Kyrie, a motivated Kyrie oh. Irving... Kyrie is, Kyrie is it, like, by the way, this doesn't just go for Kyrie. This goes for me. This goes for you listening. This goes for you. You're driving your car right now. Jay, this goes for you. Like almost all of us, maybe not Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. Some people are differently internally motivated, right? Just different. Tom Brady, a few others. But for the vast majority of us, we are in our own way a lot of the time. Psych- psychological peculiarities, peccadillos, you know, like that, neuroses. And sometimes the best situation for us is the one maybe we don't want to be in, but it forces us to be our best. The fact that Kyrie is in a walk, it basically has to prove it right now. With that skill set, with what he can do, and the question is, but can you lead a team? Can you be a positive force? Can you stay focused on basketball exclusively? Can you win a championship you want to do that to Ky- you want to light that kind of fire under Kyrie Irving? Jay, what you just described might be the best year of his career. So there's that. There's Ben Simmons coming off a year where he claims mental health issues with the 76ers to get removed and people are chastising him with the way he sat on the bench wearing the outfits, right? Not wanting to draw attention, but drawing attention. Getting back in the lab. Not shooting the ball during the playoffs. People questioning his ability. He's motivated. Now you have Kevin Durant, who essentially gave Joe Sy an ultimatum. I'll be here if Steve Nash or Sean, and Sean Marks are no longer here. Joe Sy drew a line in the sand and said, no, 
you're going to be here. He gave him the ultimatum, and Josiah just made him. He just made <laughs> him go back, back to work. No, yeah. you're going to be here. By Here's the, way, the ultimatum. Yeah, he and, made him. He made people, him stay in Brooklyn. And people are saying, "Oh, look how bad this is for Kevin Durant. Just doesn't want to be there when things get tough. He wants to be out." Okay, what is the best way for all three of these individuals to change the narrative? To go out just and win, to baby. dominate the yeah. league. Yeah. And next year, even if Kyrie wants to be in L.A., if he goes to L.A. as a two-time champion, now he did it without LeBron. If KD wants to go somewhere else, now he's won it without Golden State. Ben Simmons has changed the narrative about himself. He's actually shooting the ball. He's a franchise player. This could be his franchise to move forward with. It gives don't everybody even need to shoot the ball. a chance to reset what the narratives have been about them for the last several years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Jay. This Look, imagine this. Take the Lakers' point of view for a second, okay? Imagine if I, you know, you look at the Lakers, you go, yeah, LeBron and AD if they're healthy. And even Westbrook, if in the right situation, like if you use them the right way, man, what do we need? Now, let's say I said, I'll tell you what I'll give you. I'm going to give you Joe Harris and Seth Curry for the Lakers right now. You don't have to give me anything. Just add Joe Harris and Seth Curry. You'd be like, damn. Like, what I needed was some shooting. And I just got kind of the two best spot-up shooters in the league, right? The Nets have Joe Harris and Seth Curry. But they also basically have LeBron and AD in the form of KD and Kyrie and Ben Simmons. It's ridiculous, the level of talent on the Nets. So, the, so what you just posed, Jay, but are, is everyone sufficiently motivated? Oh, it looks like they're all in the ideal situation to be motivated. And now it comes down to what? Do they have the right? Coach, it comes down to not just X's and O's, but being able to take those strong personalities that have wiggled a lot of different directions over the last two years, right? Kyrie Irving playing a total of 103 games. Over the last three years, out of a total of 226, <laughs> Kevin Durant, who now you have to look in the face, who gave your owner an ultimatum that he didn't want you there. How do you deal with that? And how do you build a relationship with Ben Simmons, who has a history of being a little bit fragile? How do you build up his confidence? Can you hold your superstars accountable and even though you don't have the experience, what kind of extra experience can you bring to the table to look people in the eyes and tell them what they need to hear, not want to hear, in order to help your team in a one-and-done scenario win a championship? Let me ask you something. Like, so 100%, I hear what you're saying. I agree. I think it's a great point. In the history of the NBA, everyone KD's size, at KD's height, at least. Has there ever been a more skillful player than KD? No. He's the most skilled player ever at his size, right? Yes. Okay. How about Kyrie Irving? Has there ever been a more skilled I can, player? I can make a case that Kyrie Irving might be the most skilled player ever Jay, I've been in making the game. That, I've been making that case ever for Ever in I've been, the game. I've been making the case, that case, for years now. I've been making it since I was on first take, okay? And Phil Handy, the assistant coach for the Lakers, has echoed the same sentiment, yeah. by the okay. way. Okay, skills. And he so, works out everybody in the NBA. Let me ask you this. In the history of the NBA, at 6'10", have you ever seen a player with better handles than Ben Simmons? If the answer is yes, name him. Kevin Durant? 
Kevin Durant. Okay, anyone else? I mean, Magic 6'9". No, I said 6'10". No. Okay. Uh, handles, you... like, his handles aren't. For 6'10"? His handle, his dexterity they're, is great. It's, they're it's they're more... better than Giannis's handles, and Giannis is that size. Who else yeah. are we talking about? So, I mean, KD. Obviously. KD. So, right. So, KD, other than KD. So, how about a defensive versatility at 6'10"? I mean, LeBron in his prime. How about passing at 6'10"? But, but LeBron ain't 6'10", yeah, again. Yeah, no, I, I just want to point out that the Nets, in the history of basketball, have arguably the most skilled player ever in Kyrie, certainly the most skilled player at his size ever in KD, and one of the three or four or five most skilled players at his size in the history of basketball in Ben Simmons. It, the talent is pitched so, passing at 6'10". The talent is pitched so high. The question is, do the pieces fit together? Yes. When you say coaching, oh, my God, yes. Like handling the personalities, the egos, making them come together, play for each other, be motivated, all those things, yes. But in terms of the raw material, it's a golden opportunity for Nash or for whoever replaces him. That leads me to think, Max. I mean (laughs) – how lucky are the lucky? They just had potentially the greatest trio to ever play yeah. the game on the same team. Yep. And James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. Easily, yeah. And now you're exchanging Ben Simmons, who brings a defensive promise, who brings a pass-first mentality, who you can actually make the case that the pieces might fit better for the overall team structure. Who's younger. Than it was with. With James Harden. Who's younger, who's like Ben Simmons, when he argued he was better than def- defensively than Rudy Gobert, 100% agree, and his argument proves it. Hey, they went small. They had to take Gobert off the floor. You never, for defense, have to take Ben Simmons off the floor. There's one thing to say you can switch on a guy. It's another thing to say this guy can legit guard five positions. Five. He guards every position. And you have the ultimate role players. And – even a guy like Patty Mills, who comes off the bench, who gives you shooting, high basketball IQ, leadership. Seth Curry, Patty Mills can beat you in an inter in international competition with a team that has no business beating you. I think you have very strong leaders who are kind of like your middle managers, like your guys that come off the bench. I'm not sure you have a very strong leader on the team, like as it relates to superstar player. I'm still wondering who's going to emerge on the floor. As the leader, Jay, you say all you know. Steve Nash is on the hot seat, but yeah. actually, going through all this, and and Kyrie has a lot to prove with the contract and everything. Comes down to KD, brother. It's always been KD. It's it's I mean, always been KD. The, that's been the thing that's been difficult about this whole thing. Yeah, because the way he manages, he has to internal lead. expectations, and him being that lead dude. Yo, you ain't missing games this year. We can't afford it. You can't afford it. Yo, Ben, I know you're struggling. Shoot the rock. The way he manages personalities, this is his. I'm so He's interested been given in this. A gift. I'm so interested in this, Jay, because you remember Silence of the Lambs at the end? What what Hannibal told Clarice at the end? What did he say? She thought, you know, like he's escaped now. And this is a spoiler alert if you've never seen Silence of the Lambs. Great movie. And and he's on the phone with her. And he says, don't worry, Clarice, I won't come after you. The world is more interesting with you in it, right? The whole idea of Hannibal is he's a cannibal. He eats the bad people, he, the mm-hmm. pe- people in bad taste, right? And, but that line always resonated with me. It stuck with me. 
the world is more interesting with you in it. I'm always interested because I am very much the type who sometimes falls into the trap of thinking that history must repeat itself, that, that, we've, that whatever's come before, there'll be some kind of uh, reorganization of that same sort of thing in the future. But the fact is the world is much more interesting when you see something new. And, and Jay, when I think about how we want things done, like the world of LeBron James or the world of Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or Larry Bird or Magic Johnson, we look to that kind of, those kind of archetypes as the kind of leadership you need and the kind of way you need to think about basketball. And early in KD's career in OKC, when they were already good for a while, he said, if I never win a championship, it's not going to end my life. You know? And, oh, my God, that's not the right kind of mentality. What you, how you describe KD and his personality it would be a more interesting world if somehow he can make that work. And not the way we're used to seeing it, but in some other way, lead this group of guys to a championship. The world would be a more interesting place. Think about the gift that Kevin Durant has been given here, the opportunity here. And I know we're going to bring in Nick Fordell. Nick, hear me on this one, the gift, because we've talked a lot about this, Nick, that if KD had been granted the permission to be traded, it would have tacked on this narrative that, oh, it got too hard. KD went somewhere else. Even if he had won a championship, it wouldn't have felt right. But the opportunity and the value proposition now, because it is dirty. It is in the trenches. It is messy. For him to clean it up and to get everybody on the same page, regardless if the odds are against him, for him to do that, if they win a championship, that's exactly what he's always wanted. He's wanted to prove that not only is his basketball talent the best in the world, Nick, but leadership-wise, he can bring a cast of characters together and accomplish a task similar to the measure that Stephen Curry has been able to do in Golden State. Jay, I'm with you. I am with you. If if he can get this Nets team on track, <laughs> given what happened over the last couple of years, uh, it will – change the way people talk about Kevin and it will completely change the narrative that has been built up around him to this point. Now, uh, you know him a lot better than I do, but having covered him in these last two places in Golden State and now in Brooklyn, he's always said, I don't need the validation. Mm. But when you see the way he responds sometimes on social media, uh, I think he is well aware of the way most fans feel about him and if he can get this team uh, to to do it and win at the highest level that would be huge but count me in the group that is very skeptical that as great as he is and as great as Kyrie can be when he's on the floor uh, that they can make it all work and come together after all the frame that appeared to be behind the scenes over the last six or seven months. Hey, Nick Friedel here on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Key with the Day Off, Jay and me here. Um, Nick, sometimes a guy's in a situation with tremendous upside, right? But not a lot to lose. Or a lot to lose, but what's really the upside? KD I see here with an enormous amount to gain if he can win a championship with this group now. And he will put himself into the LeBron James conversation, right? All-time greats. Um, you know, like he'll join that, that group, you know, there's Michael Jordan, there's everyone else, but he'll join that group, Kareem and these guys. But if he doesn't do it, an enormous amount to lose, 
given the talent on the Nets roster and the fact that he had to join Golden State ready-made in order to win. He couldn't do it in OKC. He wouldn't be able to do it in Brooklyn. What, what you know? What is on the line for? Like he has to make this work. From your impression of things, does he understand what's on the line? Does he feel any of it? I don't think he feels like the world's going to come to an end for him if it doesn't happen, Max. And the only part of that I push back on is, uh, for the time being, unless Kevin can get this team over the top and and win everybody who thinks what they think of Kevin Durant now nothing's going to change so this feeling that the Nets and specifically Kevin have all all this stuff to lose I mean we saw how it ended last year (laughs) it was a disaster and if that occurs again with him coming back then people are just going to say well you know he he can't do it on his own and he can't be uh, that guy uh, but he still won two titles, and he's still one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen. So I think it's all in the eye of the beholder, but in the sense that uh, everything is going to come toppling down on top of him if they can't get everything together and win this year. Yeah, but this year, uh, Nick, there's feel- no pandemic. I'm, I'm a, my question goes with the assumption that Kyrie plays, that Ben Simmons plays, that KD doesn't play 45 games. You know, he plays most of a full season. You know, just the law of averages says that's going to happen eventually, right? After the last several years, he kind of has to get it done, no? Well, Max, here's the, here's the deal, though. Kevin's going to always have to answer if they don't win. Why he attached the end of his prime in his career to Kyrie Irving. Yeah. That's the key to me. Uh, and if they don't win and Kevin goes out and plays 65, 70 games and he's scoring 30 points every night like we know he can – then people are going to say, well, KD did his part on the floor. The difference is the questions will always turn back to, even if having covered that group again, that relationship had come to an end in Golden State. People say, oh, well, he left Steph. It was just done. It was a relationship that was, was over. He, what Kevin will have to answer if they don't win in Brooklyn is why would you go to a place where Kyrie is there and you knew you couldn't count on him now tonight? And everybody can change uh, how that is – Um, being thought of right now if they go produce on the floor and win big. But, guys, on top of the Kevin Kyrie stuff, uh, the the single biggest question that's being left out to me is Ben Simmons. What kind of player is this guy going to be after a year plus off? What's going to happen if things go bad and times get tough? Uh, And that goes a lot deeper than just Kevin and his legacy and what he does on the floor. My man Nick Fordell, ESPN NBA reporter, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Max and I in the studio today. See, Nick, I, I don't really, I don't, I don't really think the issue of Ben Simmons is going to be as challenging as people make it out to be. I, I truly believe that Ben had some issues in Philly. He wanted to get out. He wanted to get out from that situation, and and now he's in one where he's going to work hard. He's going to play. I, this to me, it starts with if you're on the path to winning a championship. Who holds everybody accountable, Nick? And when your superstar player, maybe the greatest player in the game of basketball right now, who two weeks ago gave your billionaire owner an ultimatum by saying, yeah, I'll come back if my head coach and my GM aren't there anymore. 
how do your head, how does your head coach that you kind of didn't want, but you kind of accepted in the first place if you wanted Ty Lue, now that being out there, how do you repair that relationship? How do you build trust? Does Kevin Durant truly believe in Steve Nash's ability to take them to the promised land? And how much of the hot seat is Steve Nash on in his first two months to show promise that they're moving in the right direction? Jay, let's start with the, the first biggest question to me, and that is, how do you build it back? Well, you win. <laughs> and, if, and if they go out and win and they win early, all those questions that built up uh, over this summer are going to fade a little bit. Uh, and it is comical to me. You, you said it was two, three weeks ago. I mean, it was two, three weeks ago and everything changes. That is such a, a net storyline. But uh, with where the organization is at, uh, is, is Nash the guy there's a lot of questions about that. What people in the organization will tell you is, hey, there was no issue with Nash in that first year with Kevin and Kyrie. That offense was rolling, and it was moving to a point where uh, everybody with thought – With D'Antoni and Harden there. D'Antoni and Harden. Absolutely, but everybody thought that, that Nash could handle it. And then we saw what happened when things uh, kind of melted down at the end of uh, the season. But – uh, Jay, this goes back to another really big key. Who's a guy that's got to hold everybody accountable? Kevin. Yeah. Within this group, uh, Nash can only do so much. You've been in these locker rooms. It's the biggest star player that has to set the tone for everybody else. And it's the question that has dogged Kevin uh, since before he got to Golden State and certainly after he left Steph and Draymond and Clay. So Kevin's got to be that guy. And uh, I don't know if that part of of the leadership style is within him, but we're going to find out because if he can be that guy that everybody follows and he sets that tone night after night, the Nets are going to be in great shape. But if they don't win early, not only do I think Nash is probably gone, but then all of a sudden you're going to have all the same questions about, well, what happens when times go bad, not only for Kevin and Kyrie, but going back to Simmons and what he may or may not be able to provide. Every great player needs a great coach. We've seen it, Nick. I'm curious to see yep. if Steve Nash can turn into that great coach for Kevin Durant. Nick Friedel, ESPN NBA reporter. Always good talking to you, Nick. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Nick. How good can the Raiders offense be, Jay, and how viable of a threat is Vegas in the AFC West? Boy, that division right there. Harry Douglas joins us next. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. You can listen to KJM on your smart speakers. Just say play ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can download the podcast. And if you do any of those things, you will frequently hear Harry Douglas, who is with me now. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Here to help you score big savings. To see how much you can save on auto insurance, visit Progressive.com. So, Harry, you're feeling good today because your Braves are only two back now, thanks to my mighty New York Yankees taking care of the Mets for you. Max, I came in this morning. Well, when I woke up, I was very, very excited. I said, I can't wait to see my man Max because the yeah. Yankees won, and I can't wait to look Jay Will in his eye. That's why I had to butt in in the show earlier. Yeah, you came in like an hour and a half before you were supposed oh, to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had to. I wanted to look Jay Will right in his eyes. Yeah. Do you know how bad a feeling it is? Jay and I were talking about this before. Really, sports, when you root for teams, athletes, I don't know if they understand this as much because you played the game. But for the rest of us, what sports really is, following sports, is it a way to emotionally hurt the people that you love the best. <laughs> it's the people. It's your dad, your brother, your mom, your sister, your best friend, your colleague at work. Because even if you root for the same team, you'll take one player. He's better. This receiver's better. No, that receiver's better. And, and you just use it as a cudgel to bludgeon your, the people you're closest to. So you couldn't. So Jay, as the Mets were losing last night, has a sinking feeling in his stomach. Oh, I got his whole night is shot. I got to go to work. And these dudes are just going to let me have it. And you were so anxious, yes. you couldn't even wait. You had to come in and give it to him. Yes, I had to, man. Because like, me and Jay, we text throughout the, the year, right? Mm-hmm. Baseball's going on right now. So when the Mets beat the Braves four out of five games, I got yeah. numerous of texts from Jay Will. Terrible. Ruins your whole day. Yeah. Yeah. But when the Braves won three out of four against the Mets, oh, I was letting Jay Will have it. And I could not wait for my moment to come on here when the Mets lost and the Braves are getting closer to let Jay Will know how I felt about the whole situation. Harry Douglas, are you ready to play over under win totals from last season in the NFL? Let's do it. Let's do it. Shannon. All right, so it's easy enough. I'll give you a team's win totals from last year. You got to tell me if they're going to go over or, or under that number for this season. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. Harry, since you're the guest here today joining us, I will start with you. The Buffalo Bills, the win total last year was 11 games. What you got, over or under for the Buffalo Bills? I'm going over simply because of the fact that you have quarterback Josh Allen. A lot of people say that he could be up to win the MVP of the National Football League. Also, the way he plays the game, he plays it with a chip on his shoulder. He's going to do any and everything, but they have a key addition. A guy named Von Miller defensively, who's a two-time Super Bowl champion and can also help that defensive line uh, get to where they want to be as a unit. Josh Allen's a machine. He's a monster. He's a machine monster. He's both. But I agree with you. The real thing about that team is their offense is going to be excellent, and we know what Josh Allen can do. The defense. Look at every defense in the NFL. Tell me which one is going to be that you have, like based on last year and their additions this year, 
is that versatile and excellent in the front seven and is that good in the secondary. They, their defense is a complete package in both in, – on, on all three levels, really, top three-ish. So you put that with the offense and Josh Allen, I'm going over 11 wins. All right, let's stay in the AFC East. Max, I'll start with you on this one. The Miami Dolphins, over and under, nine wins for the Miami Dolphins. What you got? See, I think it's a push for Miami. I think Miami is, if I have to take over, under, I'm, oof, are they going to be over 500 or under 500? I'm going to go, I think it's a push. I'll take under if I have to take one because of the division they're in, Bills and Patriots. But I think nine is the right number. I'm going to go 10. I like the additions that they made. The only thing that makes me nervous about saying that 10 is that offensive line. I understand they, they, they added Teron Armstead and Connor Williams, but the run game has to be on point. And the run game is going to be Tua Tagovailoa's best friend. If they can get that going, I think 10 wins would be a, a legit spot for them. Yeah. All right, no easy wins here. So, Harry, I'll start with you with this one. The Cleveland Browns, over and under eight wins for the Cleveland Browns. Harry, what you got? I'm going to say nine wins. I'm going to go over. I think this team is going to be a nine-win team. The news about Deshaun Watson and him not being able to play, he's going to miss the first 11 games. He's going to come back for the last six. But the first four games are very favorable for the Cleveland Browns. Now, how Jacoby Brissett is going to play, that's still up in the air, and that's to be questioned. So that's why I have them right now at nine wins. I'm going to go under. Jacoby Brissett is a good backup, but four games is about the amount you want him for, right? There's a reason he's a backup. He's a nice backup. I don't see him as starting caliber, and as a result, I like the under for Cleveland this year. All right, I got a feeling I know where Max is going to go with this one, but I'll ask anyway. All right, Max. Los Angeles Chargers, nine wins from last over. year. They're going over. <laughs> First of all, even the play calling that Key hates and, and everyone hates, you know, I disagree, man. I think that mainly football coaches are cowards when it comes to play calling on third and fourth downs, fourth down especially. They are so fearful of the negative outcome because once upon a time it was a game of field position. It's changed largely because points are cheap now that they've give up 25% of their offensive possessions to avoid the negative outcome. Man, stop being scared. Go for it. It backfires sometimes, but more often than not in this NFL, I think it'll work. So forget about, oh, he needs such even keeping with that kind of play calling on fourth down. I still think they're going to get – they were unlucky last year. They're going to be better this year, and the roster's loaded over. I'm going to go over the simple fact, the additions that they added to their defense. You talk about shearing up that defensive line. You adding a guy in the secondary who is a shutdown, lockdown corner. Now, you add a guy like Khalil Mack, you add a guy like J.C. Jackson, what does that mean? More strip sacks when, you get, when, you, when, when, when they sack the quarterback, right? Fumbles, turnovers, J.C. Jackson intercepting the football. That's more possessions that Justin Herbert will have offensively. That's going to allow them to get over the win total that they had last year. Justin Herbert is oh. also. He's winning MVP this yes, year. I got he news is. for people. Me and you both, Max. We agree. Yep. All right, one more team here before we go over and under looking at win totals from last season. Harry Douglas, the Dallas Cowboys. The number is 12. Oh, this over is, or under for the easy. Cowboys? This is easy for me. I'm going under. I just don't think the Cowboys are set up for success offensively. When you look at the offensive line, we don't know what they're going to be. We know who the number one receiver is, but we don't know who else is going to step up in that room. Michael Gallup tore his ACL in January, so we don't know when he's going to come back. So right now I got under. Under. 12 is a lot of wins. Oh, yeah. you, you say 12 for almost any team ever, and you're smart to take the under. Um, so I, I'm taking the under automatically. Harry said yes, but also 12 is a big number. I'm taking the under. 
and that's it. That's it. We're all done. All right. Could l- Listen, th- I have something to tell you about Aaron Judge coming up, and no one's talking about it. I told you before the season that Aaron Judge might hit 60 this year. Mm. Every, oh, you're crazy. Not so crazy now, am I? I'm going to tell you something else. You're going to think I'm crazy? Let's just wait and see. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So today is hold on, Shannon. Get in on this, yeah, Shannon. Shannon. Tell, it's Tell National Waffle Day. Yes, today is a very special day. It's National Waffle Day here in the U.S. So my question for you guys: waffles, pancakes, or French toast? What you got? This is an almost impossible question to no, answer. No, it's not. You, you think it's easy? easy? Yeah. yeah, French toast. French toast is delicious Don't all day long. French but toast, it's, but it's the least versatile. I don't. I don't need it to be versatile. No, I, I need it to. Get me to where I want to go, and that's in my stomach. It is very hard to I, argue I, against French toast. I, However, I go French toast, pancakes, then waffles. But waffles—that's my rankings. Waffles, you waffles you can have for breakfast, for dessert. You can put anything on them: syrup, fruit, I don't, I, chicken, yeah. ice cream. They can be a meal. They could be dinner. They could be everything. Yeah, chicken and waffles is a different meal than just waffles. But they go with no, they, no. We're not talking about it going with something. French just toast. You're not going to have. You could waffles have waffles, alone. but. Listen, it's so you can't put anything on your French toast. I, I didn't, but I, it's not about putting something on. You just That's said alone. Versatility. Yes, waffles, just waffles. Yep, French toast, pancakes. Well, okay. Let me Frank say this. Let me say this. Let's simplify. If it. Jay is changing it now and saying you can't add anything, French toast is the most complete standalone. But all three of them take toppings, so it's a little bit misleading to take away the toppings. You're making this overly complicated. Really? How would you rank them? Oh, I, maybe waffles one. Waffles one because waffles absolutely. Any, absolutely yeah, Yates agrees. Not. Waffles you can have <laughs> literally as as a big part of as as the as the part that carries any meal. 
Breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Think about it. Dessert. You could put ice cream on a Belgian waffle. You could have chicken and waffles. You could have just waffles with syrup. You could put fruit on top. Whatever you want. So you're saying it's the most versatile. Yes. But I'm not talking about versatility. I'm saying breakfast. Rank what you want. Okay, Okay, Jay, I'm with you on this. By the way, a pancake? I could eat a pancake as a handheld food. All day. That's crazy. All day. To me. I, I love pancakes. Crazy, man. I don't know how you do that, Max. Like, if, oh. like IHOP has like you know free pancakes. IHOP is I different. I gotta get. Oh. Yo, Yates, you ever have pancakes. the Yates? Sort of stack at Yates, IHOP. Yates, oh, when so you get ki- when you have kids, I got three kids. They have the little pa- the little frozen pancakes. You could eat those like little cookies. They're so I good. I destroy all my kids' foods. Oh, way. always. But, I'm like, you're not going to eat that. Oh, I will so say this, it. Jay. Breakfast, for, for, breakfast food. If you're saying which food by itself with nothing on it yes, tastes the best, I, I will go with French Toast 1. What's number two? Waffles. Okay. But yeah. I would say overall, I got to put waffles. I mean, it's tough. I'll put waffles 1. I, ooh, see, pancakes I, are tough, too. See, I have Chocolate just chip pancakes? Banana pancakes? It might be a random, like, Thursday afternoon. I would say, where are you? I'm like, I'm just at IHOP with a short stack. <laughs> I'm at the, <laughs> That's I'm yeah. at the hop, man. That's I'm at the hop. so good. I love it. I need it. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. In the uh, additional, um, what do we call it? T- additional content section just now during commercial break. Some markets get it. We were, is that on the podcast? Uh, does anyone know if our additional content goes in our podcast? We can it make is? it in there. Yeah, yes. we should put it in there. But anyway, we were just talking about a National Waffle Day. Yates knows a guy. And, and, and we tried to, Shannon, our producer, asked us to rank French toast waffles and pancakes. Mm-hmm. Now, Jay immediately, I said it's a very tough call. Jay immediately said, had a strong opinion, French toast one, pancakes two, waffles three. Yes. My contention is it's very close, but waffles are one, then French, then I can't believe you have pancakes. French toast and pancakes. You can't even remember love, what your rankings are. My point is, that's how difficult the my conversation point is. Jay is for you. reduced it to you can't put anything on them just by itself. I might agree, French toast. French toast got the eggs and the milk in it, the whole thing already. But you do put stuff on all three. Just so I can't. So, so um, I'm going to um, say but, waffles one. But you're saying waffles one because of the versatility of yes. waffles that I get. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. I'm Chicken sim- and waffles. Oh, you that. could throw syrup. You could throw fruit on top of waffles. You but, could put ice cream on top of waffles. Uh, Roscoe's calling my name. 
I'm just bringing you back. I'm trying to simplify it. All right. Just syrup and the actual food. So breakfast. Maybe French, to- maybe French toast. If you just say I can only have syrup, maybe French toast. But pancakes are killer. So I, I, what I, I, kind butter? of pancakes? Do they have wait, to be wait, plain? No butter? No but, butter, Jack? Oh, yeah, you can put butter on it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, oh, yeah. butter on butter. pancakes. Like that takes waffles to one because you have the little... Little craters, little nooks and crannies. Oh my god! Especially yeah, if you put see, the butter. No, on. no, no, no. But butter see, on the waffles. Using too no. much butter on no, no, waffles. No, no. But, there's too many nooks and when, crannies. When you add I butter, like it it's pancakes. Spread. Butter goes best butter, on pancakes. Best on pancakes. But, then, then French toast. But pancake. Like if you say just syrup, here's the thing about pancakes. You could have chocolate chip pancakes. You got banana pancakes. You could have different kinds of wa- uh, not the same man. Not the same. French toast is French. So you could have like. Different kinds of bread, but pancakes, you can put other foods into the pancakes. See, pancakes for me, I like my pancakes simplified. Like the whole yeah, chocolate chip pancakes, it's not me. Oh, chocolate chip pancakes, I don't just said do before, it. You can randomly no, no, don't do that to chocolate. You know they're great. I don't like chocolate chip. You don't like chocolate chip? I don't like chocolate chip. Nope. What about don't banana? Like- banana? Wait, 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 wait. wait. What, was, what was that? Pancakes, Jake, wait, yeah. wait. You don't, you don't like what? I don't like chocolate chips. Oh. I, what? I'm confused. What planet are you, are you from? I like chocolate. I don't like chocolate chips. They ain't have chocolate what chips. What are you, in five? Jersey, yo? You don't Wait, like them mixed don't in make together? This a Jersey thing, Philly boy. Don't do that. <laughs> All I'm trying to say is I could randomly be found at yeah. IHOP oh. on a Thursday afternoon. I would bump do this when I used other. to live in LA. I would literally live in Venice Beach. I'm like, you know what? It's Thursday at two. I'm just gonna stop for a short stack. That's a good life. Uh, are you a home fry guy? Like, do, do are we getting potatoes with this, or like, what what is your breakfast I, meal? I'm I get, need to know now. I'm getting the turkey bacon. I, I can't turkey home bacon fries, so good. I'm trying to have some kind of element of healthiness. Yeah. involved. But in that's my, why I don't do waffles, French do toast, or bacon anymore. I mean, I do bake, I do turkey bacon, but I don't do waffles, French toast, or pancakes anymore because of the carbs. Turkey bacon. Turkey bacon. Tur- turkey incredible. bacon tastes like wet bus seats. Uh, you, you let me tell are, you something. You are tripping. You, I, I don't want to give them a free commercial, but there's a certain brand that does turkey bacon so well. If you fry it up crispy, you cannot believe uh, how good it is. It's incredible. Y'all missing out on turkey bacon, man. I don't know what y'all talking about. Hey, I want to pay off the tease, Jay, because I told everyone before the season started that Aaron Judge could hit 60 home runs. Why mm-hmm. did I say that? He hit 52 as a rookie. He hadn't played a full season until the previous season where he played 148 games, hit 39 home runs, but he was just getting back into the groove, right? Um, and he was in a contract year. He, like, it, it just everything lined up. I said, this dude might hit 60. Well, he's on pace to do it in a league where home runs are down and offense is down. The second-place guy in the league has 31. He has 48. Now let me tell you something else that Aaron Judge could do. Outside shot, I agree. It is not impossible that he can win the Triple Crown this year. Mm. He's hitting two ninety seven. How many games left? He has about a month he had, left. Yeah, he has about, um, a mo- about a month. 40-something games. He has two ni- he's hitting two ninety seven. The league leader is hitting three twenty four right now. So it's 27 points. But the league leader has played in 88 games. So that batting average is volatile. It might go up. It might. But it could also come down. A couple bad games, it could come way down. Same with Aaron. He swings for defenses all the time. But, but what I'm saying is the fewer games you've played in, the more volatile the batting average is because you have fewer at-bats to, to change the, you know, every hit changes it more. Judge is a very good opposite field hitter. And how did he break out of his home, homerless drought? Because this year, one of the reasons he's hitting so many home runs, he's pulling more than ever before. But really, naturally, he's an opposite field hitter. He broke out of the drought by going the other way. If Judge starts taking the ball the other way, his batting average could creep up 305 over 310. And in this year, you might lead the league 316, 311. It's one of those years. It could happen. He's already leading the league in home runs, RBIs, runs, 
total bases, slugging percentage. I'll give you something else. He could possibly, it's possible, win the Triple Crown and also have the most runs, RBIs, home runs, slugging percentage, on-base percentage, OPS, total bases, war, offensive war, wins above replacement. He could lead the league in every single important offensive stat. I don't know if anyone's ever done it before. It's possible that that could happen. In a contract year. In a contract year for a team that could win the World Series. Series. Oh, Hal Steiner. I mean, I I would want my team to win the World Series. So, I mean, I just... Whatever you want. What do you want? You know something? What would you want? If Hal Steinbrenner lets Judge walk away, I've said it he before. He can't. Max, he Jay, can't. already the Red Sox in the 21st century, which is into its third decade now. We're underway in the third decade. We're already into it. Already the Red Sox have four World Series to the Yankees won. An utter and miserable failure by Hal Steinbrenner. Utter and miserable failure. If they then let Aaron Judge walk, the very symbol of the home run, as Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle once were, Steve Cohen, go get him. The number one star in the sport. That guy never leaves if the Yankees want him to stay. That's the guy Babe Ruth at the Yankees get. Reggie Jackson, the Yankees get. If they allow him to leave to either the Mets or the Red Sox or the Dodgers, some team like that, even the San Francisco Giants, this, the Steinbrenner will be sending the signal that the Yankees as we know them are gone. Done. The brand is over. It does not mean what it used to mean. They're just another generic big market team. That's what you want, Hal? How much pressure is now on Steve Nash in Brooklyn? Donovan Mitchell situation in Utah. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.